good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. I'm going to read from another chapter today. And today's chapter says, Water drives your life. Everyone, Everyone's life is driven by something. Most dictionaries define the verb drive as to to guide, to control, or to direct. Whether you're driving a car, a nail, or a golf ball, you are guiding, you are controlling, you are directing it at that moment. What is the driving force in your life? Right now, you may be driven by a problem, a pressure, or a deadline. You may be driven by a painful memory, a haunting fear, or an unconscious belief. There are hundreds of circumstances, values, and emotions that, that can drive your life. And there are five of them. Five of the most common ones are, one, most people are driven by guilt. They spend their entire life running from regrets and hiding their shame. Guilt-driven people are manipulated by memories. They allow their past to control their future. They often unconscious unconsciously punish themselves by sabotaging their own success. When Cain sinned, his guilt disconnected him from God's presence and God said, you will be a restless wanderer on the earth. That describes most people today, wandering through life without a purpose. We are product of our past, but we don't have to be prisoners of it. God's purpose is not limited by your past. He turned a murderer named Moses into a leader and a coward named Gideon into a courageous hero. And he can do amazing things with the rest of your life too. God specializes in giving people a fresh start. The Bible says, what happiness for those whose guilt has been forgiven? What relief for those who have confessed their sins and God has cleared their record? Many people are also driven by resentment and anger. They hold on to hurts and never get over them. Instead of releasing their pain through forgiveness, they rehearse it over and over in their mind. Some resentment-driven people climb up and they internalize their anger while others blow up and explode it onto others. But, rest, but, but both responses are unhealthy and unhelpful. Resentment always hurts you more than it does the person you resent. While your offender has probably forgotten the offense and gone with life, you continue to steal in your pain, perpetuating the past. Listen, those who have hurt you in the past cannot continue to hurt you now. Unless you hold on to the pain through resentment, your past is past. Nothing will change it. You are only hurting yourself with bitterness. For your own sake, learn from it and then let it go. The Bible says, to worry yourself to death with resentment will be a foolish, senseless thing to do. Most people are also driven by fear. Their fear may be a result of a traumatic experience, unrealistic expectation, growing up in a high-control home, or even genetic predisposition. Regardless of the cause, fear-driven people often miss great opportunities because they are afraid to venture out. Instead, they play it safe, avoiding risk and trying to manipulate the status quo. 
Fear is a self-imposed prison that will keep you from becoming what God intends for you to do. You must move against it with the weapon of faith and love. The Bible says, well-formed love banishes fear. Since fear is crippling, a fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment, is one not yet fully formed in love. Many people are driven by materialism. Their desire to acquire becomes the whole goal of their life. This drive to always want more is based on the misconception that having more will make me more happy, more important, more secure. But all three ideas are untrue. Possession only provides temporary happiness because things do not change. We eventually, we eventually become bored with them and then want newer, bigger, better version. It's also a myth that if I get more, I will be more important. Self-worth and net worth are not the same. Your value is not determined by your valuables. And God says the most valuable thing in life are not things. The most common myth about money is that having more will make me more secure. It won't. Wealth can be lost instantly through a variety of uncontrollable factors. Real security can only be found in which in that which can never be taken from you your relationship with God. Most people are also driven by the need of by the need for approval. They allow the expectation of parents or spouses or children or teachers or friends to control their lives. Many adults are still trying to earn the approval of unpleasable parents. Others are driven by peer pressures, always worried by what others may think. Unfortunately, those who follow the crowd usually get lost in it. One one um one quote nothing matters more than knowing god's purpose for your life and nothing can compensate for not knowing them i don't know all the keys to success but one key to failure is to try to please everyone that is one key to failure being controlled by the opinions being controlled by the opinions of 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 others is a guaranteed way to miss god's purpose for your life jesus says no one can serve two masters there are other forces that can drive your life but all leads to the same dead end unused potential, un- unnecessary stress, and unfulfilled life. There are five great benefits of living a purpose-driven life. One, knowing your purpose gives meaning to your life. We were meant to have meaning. This is why people try dubious methods like astrology or physics or to discover it. When life has a meaning, you can bear almost anything. Without it, nothing is bearable. A young man wrote in his 20s wrote, I feel like a failure because I'm struggling to become something and I don't even know what it is. All I know how to do is to get by someday. Get by someday. If I discover my purpose, I feel like I'm believing and beginning to live. Without God, life has no purpose. And without purpose, life has no meaning. Without meaning, life has no significance or hope. In the Bible, many different people express their hopelessness. Isaiah complained, I have labored to no purpose. I have spent my strength in vain and for nothing. Job said, my life drags by day by day, day after hopeless day. And I give up. I'm tired of living. Leave me alone. My my life makes no sense. The greatest tragedy is not death, but life without purpose. Hope is an essential to your life. It's as essential to your life as hair and water. You need hope to cope.
Dr. Bernie found he could predict which of his cancer patients would go into remission by asking, Do you want to live? to be 100 and those with a deep sense of life purpose answered yes and with the and with the ones that mostly likes that are mostly likely to survive hope comes from having a purpose if you have ever felt hopeless hold on wonderful things wonderful changes are going to happen in your life as you begin to live it on purpose god says i know what i am planning for you i have good plans for you not plans to hurt you i will give you hope in a good future you may feel you may feel you are facing an impossible situation but the bible says god is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of Knowing your purpose simplifies your life. It it defines what you do and what you don't do. Your purpose becomes the standard you use to evaluate which activities are essential and which aren't. You simply ask, does this activity activity help me fulfill one of God's purpose for my life? Without a clear purpose, you have no foundation on which you base your decision calculate your time and use your resources you will you will tend to make choices based on circumstances pressures and your mood at that moment people who don't know their purpose try to do too much and that causes stress and fatigue and conflict it is impossible to do everything people want you to do you just you have to you have just enough time to do god's will if you can't get it all done it means you are trying to do more than God intend for you to do or possibly that you are watching too much television purpose driven living leads to a simpler lifestyle and a sinner schedule the Bible says a petitious showing life is an empty life a plain and a simple life is a full life it also leads to a peace of mind you Lord Give perfect peace to those who keep their purpose firm and put their trust in you. Knowing your purpose, focus your life. You concentrate your effort and energy on what's important. You become effective by be- being selective. It is human nature to get distracted by minor issues. Without a clear purpose, you will keep changing directions, jobs, relationships, churches, or other externals, hoping each change will settle the confusion or fill the emptiness in your heart. You think maybe this time it will be different, but it doesn't solve your real problem a lack of focus and purpose. The Bible says, Don't live carelessly, unthinkingly. Make sure. You don't make sure you understand what the matter the masters want the master wants. The power of focusing can be seen in light. Diffuse light has little power or impact, but you can concentrate its energy by focusing it. With a magnifying glass, the ray of the sun can be focused to set grass or paper on fire. When light is focused even more as a laser beam, it can cut through steam. Another quote, if you want your life to have impact, focus it. 
there is nothing quite as potential as a focused life once lived on purpose the men and women who have made the greatest difference in history were the most focused for instance the apostle paul almost single-handedly single spread christianity throughout the roman empire his secret was a focused life he said i am focusing all my energy on this one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead if you want your life to have impact focus it stop dumbling stop trying to do it or do less Prone away even good activities and do only that which matter the most. Never confuse activity with productivity. You can be busy without a purpose, but what's the point? Paul said, let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God asks for us. Knowing your purpose motivates your life. Purpose always produces passion. Nothing, nothing energy, energy, energies like... A clear purpose on the other hand passion dissipates when you lack a purpose just getting out of bed becomes a major chore it's usually meaningless work not overwork that wears us down snaps our strength and rubs our joy another one another quote you weren't put on on hurt to be remembered you were put here to prepare for eternity george bernard Shaw wrote this is the true joy of life the being the being used for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one being a force of nature instead of a feverish a selfish little cloth of element and grievance complain that the world will not devote itself to make you happy knowing your purpose prepares you for eternity many people spend their life trying to create a lasting legacy on earth they want to be remembered when they are gone. Yet, what ultimately matters most will not be what others say about your life, but what God says. What people fail to realize is that all achievements are eventually surpassed. Records are broken. Reputations fade. And tributes are forgotten. In college, James Dobson's goals was to become the great was to become the school's Tennessee champion. He felt proud when his trophy was prominently placed in the school trophy cabinet. Years later, someone mailed him that trophy. They had found it in the trash can when the school was remodeled. Jim said, given enough time, all your trophies will be trashed by someone else. Living to create an, create an earthly legacy is a short-sighted goal. A wiser use of time is to build an eternal legacy. Because you weren't put on earth to remember. You were put here to, to be prepared for eternity. One day you will stand before God and you will do an audit of your life. A final exam before you enter eternity. The Bible says, remember, each of us will stand personally before the judgment seat of God. Yes, each of us will have we will have to give a personal account to God. Fortunately, God wants us to pass this test, so He has given us the question in advance. From the Bible, we can surmise, surmise that God will ask, ask us two crucial questions. First, what did you do with my son, Jesus Christ? 
God won't ask you about your religion background or doctrine views. The only thing that will matter is, did you accept what Jesus did for you? And did you learn to love and trust him? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Second, what did you do with what I gave you? What did you do with your life? All the gifts, talent, opportunities, energy, relationship, and resources God gave you, did you spend them on yourself or did you use them for the purpose God made you for? Preparing you for these two questions is the goal of what I'm doing. The first question will determine where you spend eternity and the second question will determine what you do in eternity. By the end of by the end of reading this book, you'll be ready to answer both questions. So today, today's topic was thinking about your purpose and the point is that living on purpose is the path to peace. And the verse to remember is Isaiah 26, 3. You, Lord, give perfect peace to those who give their purpose firm and put their trust in you. And the question you should consider is, what would my family and friends say, say is the driving force of my life? What do I want to be? Thank you. Thank you and have a nice day.